Hello, welcome to Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host this week, the Beanie Boys back, Joe Dorva, and I'm here with, hopefully he remembers to say his own name, Brennan Taxif. What there is up, go. everybody? What is going on? Uh, big week. Uh, we have the last four games of the playoffs in the NFL. We have some NFL, uh, so some NBA stuff to talk about. Big major trade. NBA big stuff. Trade. Huge NBA stuff. We got some quick hits that we want to dig in, dig our heels into for a bit. And we had NHL talk with a very special guest, Anderson Cowan. Um, but first, Greg, kick it off. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Oh, here we go. Also meant to say we're foregoing our walk-offs. Brennan, what time yes, is sir. it? It's time for the game of the week. Game of the week. It is time for the game of the week. Sunday, the first game on Sunday, 3.05. Such a weird time. Miami till I die. I'm Broward, though. Um, Cleveland versus the Kansas City Chiefs, the returning Super Bowl champions. Brennan, what, what did you take away from this game? Biggest takeaway of the game is I hope Patrick Mahomes is okay. Um, I hope he's able to play. Uh, when I first saw that injury, it didn't look as grueling as it seemed in the aftermath. Um, Joe, I don't know if you saw it live, uh, Greg. I, I don't know. Uh, it was... It was odd because like it wasn't like a huge helmet to helmet or anything like the guy's arm got wrapped around his neck. It almost looked like he got like choked out or something because when mm. he tried to stand up and he fell back down, I I was kind of like, oh, that's not just for I, the Kansas City organization. The part, but I saw the tackle and yeah, the offensive linemen then- were trying to hold him up and. And again, it's not just the football part, but it's, you know, we just saw what happened to Ryan Shazier a few years ago. And it mm-hmm. was like, and that was, a, again, a play. If you watch in real time, you Looks think innocuous. like, exactly. And so I was, I was really worried about him. That's the biggest thing I took away. The other thing was I was, and I've said this three or four times now this year, I was wrong about Baker Mayfield. He played very well. He played very well for everything that had happened. And, you know, going up against played this. Played very well with one touchdown, one interception. Yeah, but. Well, you know what I'm saying, like going up saying. against the monolith that is the Kansas City Chiefs. And I mean, even though they don't have an awesome defense, I think Baker showed me, at least as someone who's been a Baker hater all year, that maybe he can do this. Baker showed me that uh, he does have a future. They should definitely pick up his fifth year option and not yeah. consider any other quarterback. He is obviously their quarterback of the future. I don't think they should dump uh, loads of cap into him. Um there, I agree. there has to be somebody has to create the uh, quarterback middle class. Um, it was tried once before with uh, when Tannehill got his deal from the Dolphins, when Kaepernick got his deal. Somebody, I think, Andy, when Andy Dalton got his deal, like they started establishing a middle class for quarterbacks. And then immediately after that, everybody just started getting like twenty five plus million dollars, and there's nothing in between anymore. You either well, it was the cousins thing. Or, it was the cousins thing that fucked it all up. Yeah, it might be. It might be cousins. Yeah, you're either a rookie, you're on a rookie deal, or you're automatically getting nearly thirty million dollars. There needs to be a middle class. Um, there has to be because they're destroying rosters by yeah, hamstringing somewhere the, the entire in the cap. seventeen, fifteen to seventeen million dollars. So you don't invest over ten percent of your cap to one individual. Um, but Joe, real quick, I just wanted to let you know, um, any team can be beat any other team on any given Sunday. If you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's funny. Cause everybody kept saying anything is possible. I was like, isn't that the J.R. Smith quote after he won the championship with the Cavs? 
Um, Hennessy. No, that was uh, Kevin Hennessey. Garnett. I know, I know that's anything is possible. Oh, I, I see what you did there. Anything is possible. I see what you did there for Hennessy. Um, yeah. So my biggest takeaway was that Kansas City is such a well-oiled machine. They scored on every single possession that Mahomes was in, and the times he weren't in was a missed field goal, a field goal, and then an interception by Chad Henney. Um, that interception was bonkers, man. Yeah. He just threw that thing up there. Yeah, and if they lose, we'd be talking. We won't. We will say anything is not possible. But you yeah, know, you uh, can tell Andy Reid trusts Henny though with that offense. He, he Andy Reid knows that that offense can run on its own, and Henny is competent enough. And I think the fourth down play kind of showed that. Um, I think I think Andy believes in himself. And the scheme that he puts together with Eric Bieniemy, because I mean, Andy Reid went out one year with Kevin Cobb as his starting quarterback. Yeah, so I think he's more or less like this work. This should work, really, regardless of whomever's there. But as if long you're as you're like, competent, we yeah, will be like, all right. If you're exceptional, it kind of takes it up a notch. But any regular Joe Schmo should be able to run. I mean, he was good with Alex Smith when Alex Smith was at his check down Charlie best. Oh, my God. Yeah. He had all those super high completion numbers, but could not get yards. Couldn't get to anything save his over life. five yards for half the game that he'll hit one deep. Do you um, think um, I'm, I'm convinced Patrick Mahomes is playing next week? Are you on? Are you on that same? I am super convinced. Trajectory? I don't see. Um, concussion protocol. Greg, you're shaking your head. No, it's, it's become normal. Well, they're week. making it sound like the normal is seven days, and I don't know if he's going to pass protocol in time to play. I oh, think some, he's I, mean, I I think yeah. I, <laughs> but officially, what I'm yeah, <laughs> what I'm thinking though not is official. he was more with the way after rewatching it and then listening to a couple of different sports podcasts today, and they were kind of talking about it too. It looks like he got choked out, and if that's the case, yeah. then there is no there is no protocol for that. That's right. just, it did look like he just lost his equilibrium for a second. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hit, yeah, it was just really odd. I felt bad for him, but real innocuous. It looked like if any force, it was really the collision with his head to the grass. Yeah, but, um, with the frozen tundra of, of Kansas City, lack of oxygen probably could uh, benefit to that. Um, so yeah, I definitely think he'll be ready to go. Um, well, as I say. Oh, before we get to the outlook on Cleveland, because we're going to do outlooks for all the teams that lost. Um, how did you feel about the uh, head-to-head ball out of the back oh, of the end zone? I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah, I almost... I want to hear I, your take on this. Yeah, I really wanted to talk about this. Um, that's what you fucking get. That's that's the rule. Okay. That's, that's what you get. All if right. you want to be a hero and reach out, that I applaud you for that. Like, yes, you want to score the touchdown. Um the helmet to helmet not being called and the not being reviewable, that's something the league needs to work out. But the whole fact that it's a touchback, yeah, that's a huge penalty. Not like an actual penalty, but yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? That's a huge consequence. But that's what happens, man. Like, that's that's the game. You want to reach out and be the hero and the ball gets knocked out and goes through the end zone, then it's a touchback. Like, that's the risk you're taking. I'm so always, I can... Go ahead. No, continue. No, I was going to say, I completely agree with that part of the ruling and that part of um, the NFL's rule book on that. Um, the fact that he got hit helmet to helmet and that's kind of and then the body kind of fell into his arms, which is what jarred the ball loose. I think that's that creates a whole other murky situation where it's you want to talk about safety, but now these plays aren't reviewable. This is going to change the out. I think that play changed the outcome of the game, obviously. Oh, you don't. Oh, I'd Not like really. to get that take then. Um, well, I I think it changed the outcome of the game, obviously, because they didn't get a touchdown or whatnot. But 
I mean, it's still a touchdown game. They had an opportunity, but they screwed up their final possession in the fourth quarter, getting into a fourth and 13 and forced to punt the ball. Um, so they, they still had chances. They had an opportunity when they had chances to win. So I'm not yeah. going to say that game, that right there is the turning point. But um, I, I'm so happy when I was going to say it. I'm so happy when uh, we sync up on a thing because everybody's like, oh, change the rule. It shouldn't be no. a touchback. It shouldn't no, go to it's a touchback. Like, no. Why? I hate when there's just like, a. Just like you I always hate, say, on, we play on, defense. On, I hate when there's a nationally televised game and one thing happens that not everybody agree with and they want to change a rule that's been no. there for 50 plus years. Like we haven't been doing this for 50 plus years. Now you want to change it because you're not happy about it. No, the defense gets to be rewarded for jarring the ball. Exactly. Loose and throwing exactly. It out exactly. We can't make every rule change just to benefit the offense. The defense is there. The defense is doing the hardest thing now playing defense in a in a phone booth at this point, can yep. we give them any kind of break? And I don't I have can, an issue with the helmet to helmet. I know I'm not supposed to say that because health reason and everything, but for 20 years of my life, that was a completely okay play to make. And I, I, there's sometimes I'm not going to change. And Sunday it was a completely okay to play to make. Nobody threw a flag. Like it was, and I, I completely That's agree football. with you. <laughs> and it's exactly what you've been preaching all season. All these teams are like, oh, they got the, they gave them too much time on the clock and gave them the ball back. It's like they fucking play, have a defense too. Yeah. These guys all make a lot of money to play, like, then play. Yeah. If you want to play, let's play. The Kansas City's defense made big plays and big moments, especially after Mahomes goes out. Frank Clark and Chris Jones stepped up, and they were able to force that fourth and 13 and force them to punt when – they probably definitely did not want to punt, but their thought process was maybe Mahomes is not in. We can get the ball back. We have one more opportunity. And Cat Hayden did not let that happen with that big scramble that he almost yeah. got for a second. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but apparently that he ran faster in that scramble than he did at any point in his 40 yard dash. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, 17 miles an hour, they said. Yeah, that was that's very funny. <laughs> but okay. Um. All right. So, outlook of the Cleveland Browns. What do you What do you think they're going to look like next year? They're back in the playoffs. I, what, what's going on? Yeah, I think the Cleveland Browns are going to be back in the playoffs. Uh, Pittsburgh. We we've talked about. Uh, we talked about this last week with the outlooks. Uh, they're going to be in a total rebuild. I think. Um, we'll get to the Ravens. I think that is going to replace. Don't roll your eyes. We'll get there. <laughs> I think that is going to replace the. Um, NFC West as the best division of football, the AFC North. So. I was just having a conversation with, shout out to Gunner. I was just having a conversation with this with one of my coworkers. Um, I don't know. I think the NFC West is still in a good place, um, especially with whatever happens with uh, San Francisco, because they yeah. were just ravaged by injuries by, this yeah. year. And then if there's another evolution to Kyler. But um, same as you, I think uh, Baker proved to me and to you that he's a franchise quarterback going forward. Um, the run game is pretty much solid. Um, and Odell coming back is really the biggest test to that offense to see if they, if Baker reverts back to trying to force the ball instead of just going through his progression. Um, exactly. If he can stop trying to force the ball and just play natural like he did over these last like six, seven weeks. Um that'll be a huge difference because that opens up the field. You got way more weapons out there now. Completely agree. All right. Brennan, 
we had a repeat of the old man bowl. Yeah, uh, we did. The and we history had channel bowl. We had a different winner this time. Tampa Bay versus New Orleans. Tampa Bay wins 30 to 20. Brennan, how did you see this game? Uh, I, um, cause I did, I went, I think I went 50% this week, but I did yeah, call we this went one. Two and two. Yeah. Um, I was so rooting for the Saints. I, just so I can go through it's just I mean, it's statistically, it's very difficult for a team to beat any other team three times in a season. I remember that with the Giants against Dallas in the playoffs many, many years ago because my ex stepped out as a huge Dallas fan. He's like, oh, we crushed them twice during the season. And I was like, I don't I don't think that's a good thing. I think that means you're going to lose this game. And then they ended up losing it. Um, so I, I've always had this in the back of my head that like they would win. Speaking of what we were talking about earlier with opportunistic defenses as the Kansas City, uh, Tampa Bay's defense played very well in this game. Uh, I heard um, uh, John Ritchie actually talk about it earlier today. He said they took fate by uh, the horns and they created their own destiny. There was no like fluky player like the defense decided, no, we're going to win this game. Um, I mean, Drew Brees, I'll let you get into the Drew Brees thing because I know that's kind of your uh, your lane. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he um, I felt bad, though, that this was his last game like that. It looked <laughs> it, it, it was bad. I mean, Tom Brady was off too. Tom Brady overthrew Mike Evans. He had a couple of drops. I know Gronk uh, had three, uh, three or I think it was like two drops and one overthrow. Like it was it was a sloppy game as far as the offense, which is odd because. Tampa Bay on paper has so many weapons, but it just seems like they can't. But they have an old quarterback, Brennan. This is what I've been trying to get at preaching the whole out. Go year. ahead, man. You take it away. You've been preaching um, it all year. Okay, so you said the Drew Brees thing. Uh, let me tell you about Drew Brees. So earlier this year, I made a big statement. I was obviously wrong. He's got wrong. the notes out, ladies and gentlemen. I was obviously wrong. I said he was going to go. They were going to go 8-8 eight and eight if he started every game. But um, he ended up missing some games because of a couple rib injuries. 11. Uh, and a punctured lung. Um, Taysom Hill got a couple starts. Um, but, but, so in the first game when I made that statement, I watched that complete game, and Breeze was one of one on passes over twenty yards. Want to know how many passes over twenty yards he attempted and completed yesterday, Brennan? Yes, I would love to know that stat actually. Zero and zero. Uh, God, these stats believe, are so bad. This was a Fox broadcast, right? If I'm yeah. Yeah. So Troy was saying exactly what I was saying. Uh, if you're not going to take any shots downfield, this is going to force the defense to come down and cut off your short game. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, I don't remember the, the linebacker's name or the corner's name, but gosh, I had not heard this guy referred to all year. And he got like 87 shout outs in this game. I believe he ended up with a pick and a return something shoulder. He had like three names. It was very annoying. But the other thing, are you talking about uh, Rakeem? What's the rest of his name? Rakeem Nuez uh, Roaches, Roaches, no. Sean Murphy Bunting. That's who Sean you're talking Murphy about. Sean Murphy Bunting. Yeah, I know Sean. They said yeah. his name eighty times in that broadcast. Yeah. I've never heard of this guy before today. But um, so the the problem New Orleans had was they let Tampa stay in the game. Those first two possessions, they had opportunity to get touchdowns, but they ended up getting two field goals, keeping the game relatively close. Now, Brennan, in game one of this series, because this is a three-game series, basically, effectively, game one, Brady had two picks, Breeze had none. Game two, Brady had three picks, Breeze had none. This time, Brady has none, Drew Breeze has three, 
Jared Cook had a fumble. The turnover margin, like Brady said, is presser. That is the game right there. All that did, the Bucks offense looked stagnant often. Brady was overthrowing so people. So often. They couldn't so really often. get the run game going the way they wanted to. But they got 21 points straight up off of turnovers, off of yep. straight up interceptions. It's interception and fumble. The last interception, it was the end of the game. They just kneeled that out. But that you said to start your comments, you said you're sad for Breeze to go out that way. That's how it looks at the end when you don't got it anymore. Yeah, no, you're right. That's and that's you're exactly right. That's that's how it looks for Peyton Manning. It just happened to be in the Super Bowl. He just happened to have the better defense. (laughs) Yeah, no. And that's that's one of the things is that um, we forget or I shouldn't say we I forget because these guys have been playing well for so long that it's it's so like I wasn't alive when the last group of like elite, elite quarterbacks were retiring. I mean, I mean, I was alive, but I wasn't like as in, yeah, I was alive. I wasn't as into football though. And like, I wasn't watching John Elway's last few games. Did you not watch John Elway and Dan Marino? No, Dan Marino, John Elway. I never, I was not, I I don't remember watching those games back then. Even Brett Favre. On on a high. Young fellas. Yeah, but even Brett Favre, when he went to Minnesota, like he looked worn out with the Jets. And then when he went to Minnesota, he sparked it back up and then retired, you know, the next year after they didn't play very well. And I was Mm -hmm. just kind of like, but there was no, you you understand what I'm saying? There was no significant drop off from legendary status to holy shit, this guy can't play anymore. Peyton Manning was the last one that I was the most recent one I can think of. And even like you said, he, between all the injuries and then that defense, it was just kind of like, yeah, of course he's going to retire. But I don't remember a legend like just falling off the face of the earth like this in a long time. I'm trying to think. I mean, I'd, I'd need more time to think about it because John... John Elway didn't fall off the face of the earth. They just ended up rearranging their offense and going to a run-heavy system. Um, yeah, I can't think of anybody outside of Peyton, really. Uh, Greg, do you have any? any you're yeah, a little you older than any? us. Do you have anybody? Well, Elway went out after winning a Super Bowl, and so yeah. did Peyton Manning. Although it wasn't Manning's best offensive season. He did have his best offensive season two seasons before. Yeah, that was the 55 touchdown season. But that last season but, was 9-17. Uh, yeah, last season. Yeah, he struggled. <laughs> but... And shout out to Osweiler for keeping the team afloat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if yeah, one time we could shout out Osweiler. The money. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. That'll be the only time his name ever gets mentioned on this show. Probably. Yes, it will. Unless he gets another big contract from somebody. And you never know. The Browns ended up created for him. <laughs> no, but I can't think of any other quarterbacks that just that yeah. long into their career. Those guys don't last bad. that long. I mean, Warren Moon was solid up till his mid-40s, yeah. it seemed like. Randall Cunningham played pretty late and looked good the whole time. So I don't think they last long enough to notice, you know? Yeah, yeah. that's I would agree with that. They decided to retire. Or they end before. up on the bench. I could say Donovan McNabb ended up having a, a, yeah, a, good a call. big fall off um, by the time he ended up getting traded. Like um, mortals? I mean. <laughs> All right. On to the next game. <laughs> After Greg named two and I named a third black quarterback, we're going to go to the young black quarterback in the NFL, the big marquee game, the race <laughs> war that the NFL started. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> what? They put that game as the marquee game <laughs> on a Saturday night. Um, I'm kidding, obviously. Um, but Baltimore, Buffalo, uh, a lot of opinions coming out of this game. Brennan, what are some of Did yours? you like that text I sent you? 
uh, on the I Discord. Didn't like it. <laughs> it, it sent um, me into a tizzy the same way the first time it did. <laughs> I know, and I, I was actually just I was just prodding it because I knew it would. Me, but it, I was yeah. already on a tailspin about something else that I have to get to next week in my walk off. But uh, it just furthered it just furthered that uh, tailspin that I was in. Um. Yeah, my takeaway of this game was uh, I I I'm not going to jump to any conclusions about Lamar. Um, in his playoff record, he's been in the league only a couple years. Um, yeah, I'm not going to, so I'm not going to be like, yeah, he's, uh, one and two now, right? Yeah. One and three. No one. Yeah. One and three. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say he can't, there's so many talking heads right now. Like, well, does he have what it takes to take him to a super bowl? Yada, yada, yada. And it's like, all right, everybody calm down. Like he's. He's good. And I remember saying last week when we were on the show that like that 46 yard run really terrified me as someone who would play like, you know what I mean? Like the, it showed yeah. me like, oh, he can change the game in an instant. And I honestly thought with that kind of dynamic, it's almost like RG three, but he's better. Yes. Like he, he he's more athletic. He has a like a better arm. So I thought like there's no way he's not as accurate, but he has a stronger arm. And so yeah. I thought there's no way that they're not going to put up points. And I remember we were talking about that last week and then they just didn't. And I was, I was shocked. Honestly, Buffalo's defense is playing better. Um, We talk about this all year. They haven't been very good all year compared to last year. Josh Allen or Jaheim Allen as Joe likes to call him. Shout out to, uh, but Monty um, Jones, Jones. Um, but he he looked good. He's definitely by far, in my opinion, one of the most improved players um, in the league with his accuracy, at least. Uh, but he couldn't get the ball down the field. Um, but Lamar not Funny doing the Lamar things. That. Funny you say that. Now, Greg Funny I also, say that. Go ahead. Greg also put me in a tizzy because he had a comment uh, that popped up uh, talking about Lamar putting on a quarterbacking clinic. Now, before I want to get anything, I'm I'm here to defend Lamar at all times because nine five four. We have a blood relation, uh, not relation. We have a blood contract that I'm always going to stick up for him. But the winner of this game was the weather. Justin wow. Tucker Justin Tucker never wow. misses field goals. Taylor Bass also missed a field goal in the first half. Ladies half and time. gentlemen, Love Joe blaming oh, when, the weather. When, that, when that weather threw that pick six, Rap, that was Rap. devastating. Not, I'm going to get to why? that. I'm going to get why the <laughs> weather ahead. contributed to that pick go six. Ahead, go ahead, get to so the weather is an issue. Going into the half, it should have been 9-3 or 9-6. 9-6 if Bass also makes his field goal. Coming out at halftime, Buffalo goes on the score. Now, if Buffalo goes on the score, let's say it's uh, what, what's the score I just said? Nine. nine let's say it's nine, three. nine. Let's say it's nine three. Buffalo goes to score ten nine. I think the play calling in that red zone situation is different because they're not pressed to score at that point. They're willing to run the ball and potentially get the nine yards for the touchdown instead of throwing that pass. It was a terrible pass. I'm not going to stand up for bad passes. The pass he had to Boink in the week prior when he threw that lob up to the Titans, that was a fucking bad pass. He had a bad pass. But I think the play call would have been different in that position because they know they could kick a field goal and get the lead because their defense had been playing well. Josh Allen really did nothing outside of the one touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs, if yep. you go look at the stats. Um, 
Lamar you, you watched the game. He was missing like crazy. He, they both were missing all over, except Lamar was two for two on passes over 20 yards. Josh Allen was one for six. So deep ball accuracy. One guy was able to hit his. The other guy was not. The Ravens also had five fumbles. Like three of them were contributed from a bad snap from the, the center. What is we can't we can't account for that. So. Yes, the Bills won. Shout out to the Bills. I have no issue with Josh Allen. And shout out to the Bills Mafia because after Lamar uh, obviously that. ended up going out with a concussion, they all ended up donating to his charity. They usually do things like this. They're solid people. You know what? Don't tell Marcus, but they're in the running for one of the nicer fan bases, even though they're rowdy pregame. But as far as like work they do on the ground level and stuff, they're obviously good people. But um, yeah, I got an issue I got an issue with people, like you said, in the national media, blaming Lamar for these losses. One, me and you said it earlier this season. Who are the receivers that he's supposed yep. to throw to? None of us are in love with Hollywood Brown. You wanted Willie Sneed, which is honestly a slap in the face to DJ Chalk and <laughs> Keenan Allen. Uh, Keenan Cole, sorry. Um, their running game is good. Obviously, that's where their offense is predicated on. Mark Andrews, yep. also good. He has a drop problem, though. It's a little annoying, Mark. Clean it up. Clean but, it up. Uh, clean it up. But um, again, Lamar is only 24 years old. He's only 24 years old. He already has a playoff win under his belt. You know who doesn't have a playoff win under their belt? Derek Carr, Carson Wentz, Matthew Stafford, a- Andy Dalton. It's an odd name to bring up, but he made it to four times, and he never got a playoff win. So he's ahead of those guys right now. So let's ease up on the Lamar hasn't done anything yet. He still has a ton of time and the team has a ton of time to build around him. And also, let's not forget, we kept bringing it up early. We stopped bringing it up without two of his potentially Hall of Fame offensive linemen. One retired, one got yep, hurt right after the contract. So I just I'm just going to say it again for the record. And I've said this all season. I get worried about quarterbacks that the offensive coordinator uses as an offensive weapon as far as running. Um, just because just we saw what Mahomes like a freak shit can happen. Mahomes, Look, I mean, you were RG3 went with, out, that ruined uh, his career. Cam um, Newton. <laughs> Kyler Murray, Cam Newton. I mean, Cam Newton was bigger, so he was able to sustain it longer, but he, but he's now not he a big looks guy. Like a shell of himself. Uh, yeah, if that. <laughs> but the thing that makes me worried is because I completely agree with you as much shit as I give you about Lamar. It's the thing that terrifies me for his career is that he's very good. And if he continues to play at this level, they're always going to be in contention. But if he, all it takes is coming around that edge one time and it's over, like the whole thing's over. The whole show is over. Yeah, that he- whole offense is predicated on his ability to run. Yeah, and that's that's what needs to change. They need a new offensive coach, uh, offensive coordinator, because like I said to you before, um, Greg Roman, this is what he does. He did it with Tyrod. He did it with Cap. Yep. He did it. Yep. Uh, he's done it now with Lamar. So he has a track record of, uh, and also it's not not lost on me that all those uh, offenses had bad receiving options. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they need to they need to spend their first. Two, three picks on some receivers because Boinkin. I'd say first Bryant, pick offensive line, the next tier on receivers. Not really, not really cutting it. 
I mean, the, you think about they had to go grab Des Bryant, who hadn't been in the league for three years, to be a potential receiving option. That's how bad their receiving core was. But that's beyond the pale. That went better than I thought it would. I thought I was really going to punch you in the gut with that Stafford hasn't won a playoff game, though. No, um, I'm very aware. <laughs> and Derek Carr. Derek Carr was the, the, the good The Derek Carr thing threw me. Yeah. Great uh, golf. Talk the way I want to talk. Next game up. Last game. We're not doing one more round. Um, last game. This is where I get to now dunk on Brennan after he just yep. dunked on me. Uh, yep. Los Angeles Rams versus the Green Bay Packers. Brennan, you got anything to say for yourself? Yeah, it was cold, man. The weather. Oh. Uh, no, I. Uh, Aaron Donald wasn't <laughs> right. Uh, the Green Bay Packers were the better team. I honestly thought the defense could pull it out. Aaron Rodgers has carried this Green Bay team. Um, and made everyone look like fucking superstars, except Jones. Jones is a great running back, and Devontae Adams obviously is very good. But that's it. And I honestly thought <clears throat> they would put Jalen Ramsey on the number two, uh, Scantling, and then they would just double Devontae, and they would be able to slow everything down. Aaron Donald was, wasn't himself. I think he had like two pressures the whole game. He's obviously was still hurt. Um, and I was wrong. I was straight up wrong. I thought the, I thought the Rams defense had the caliber of talent to – Stop. Not when slow man, down. Stop Aaron Rodgers' offense. When a man can admit he's wrong, that's a big step right there. I've been an A for a long time. <laughs> Brennan, I told you going into this game, once I saw Aaron Donald leave last week's game. Uh, I thought he was going to be okay. Issues, I was like, not 100% in that cold, thin air doesn't make for a good plan. And yes, they were the number one defense, but they're the number one defense where Aaron Donald is at 100%. Absolutely. Aaron Donald had less than 100%. That is not a number one defense. And Rodgers was able to carve them up via the air. Uh, shout out to Devontae Adams. Another nine touchdown game. Jeez. Uh, and that play they ran for that touchdown for him early where they had Ramsey fucking doing the Macarena back there. Oh, yeah. That was beautiful artistry. And 188 on the ground. That's There was a lot of times where they just Aaron Donald was not on the field and they just ran it right where he should be. And they rammed it down their throat. And he had one tackle, no QB hits, one tackle. I think not AJ Jones, AJ Jones, AJ Dillon ended up getting hurt, but Jones and Williams both broke off big runs running right through the middle of that, the teeth of that defense. And that lets you know that Aaron Donald wasn't there. And that was the difference maker for this game. Aaron Rodgers is a phenom. Oh, we forgot to do the follow the uh, Baltimore. We forgot to do the follow for both of those games. Um, but yeah, that lets you know that Aaron Rodgers is a phenom. All right, let's let's do the quick fallout of all three of these teams. Uh, all right, what does New Orleans look like next year? New Orleans is going to be a above five hundred team, uh, struggling to get, make it in the playoffs. They'll Who's be in their the hunt. Uh, Jameis Winston will be okay. their quarterback. All right. Uh, Baltimore. Wait, you go. What do you think? I same thing. That's mine was who's the quarterback because I was gonna say Jameis is the quarterback. They come oh, in at far. nine and seven, ten and yeah, six. Jameis has a cannon compared to Taysom Hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention Jameis on that end around <laughs> yeah, copycat did, play I, from the week before. I didn't bring it up on purpose. <laughs> it was a solid play though. It was good. Um, Jameis thought he was gonna be eating W's by the end of that, and then uh, quickly changed. Um. <laughs> Baltimore, Baltimore, don't do that's nasty. <laughs> it's not Sam. Baltimore, too. like we basically, we basically said it. Baltimore's yeah, in the hunt every year. It. They're going to be in contention. That's why I said the AFC North is going to be the best division next year. And they get to do they get a third sched third seed schedule next year? That would be interesting. 
Were they the third? Oh, yeah, because, yeah. They were so third in the division. So Baltimore was going to run through some teams like Pittsburgh did this year. They were third or second. I can't remember. Um, and the Rams. The Rams um, are interesting. I've said it a million times on the show. The Rams have next year, and that is it. They are hamstrung by the cap. They have no picks. They have next year. If it doesn't work, they have to rebuild. They're going to have to restructure contracts, trade people. They don't have the cap space to keep it going. What What do you think they need to add? Uh, it's going to sound stupid, but a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Like Jared Goff was hurt. I get that. They just... I mean, Robert Woods is good. Cooper Cup's good, but he's getting a little up there in age. They have uh, weapons Cup's on offense. Cooper Cup's getting off. up there in age. How old is he? I've only known about the guy for like three years. He's yeah, but he was playing on a different team before he went to L.A. Was really? He? Uh, I don't. Th- I think this is you. Confusing Maybe I'm thinking about guys. Robert Woods. Robert Woods was on a different Robert team Woods before was he on got a to L.A. Team. Okay. Brandon Cooks was on a different team. Yeah, Brandon Cooks is always on a different team. But he's team. not there. Yeah, but he's not even there anymore. But yeah. But I, I I don't know. I that's the thing. And like you said, it's interesting. I there's nothing I could pinpoint and say. Jared Goff is a a serviceable starting quarterback. I would say he went to a Super Bowl, and in that Sean McVay offense, he knows exactly what his strengths are and exactly how to avoid his weaknesses. And I commend him for that. But I don't know. Their defense is stacked. I don't. There's not one piece I could be like, oh, this would change their entire team. Well, yeah. They can get the offensive line back they had when Gurley was going off. Yeah, I mean, they they slowly lost parts of that offensive line over the last three years, yeah. and that's why they've struggled to run the ball. So they can concentrate getting the line back to where it was. Doesn't matter who's in the you know quarterback. Goff is serviceable, and they should be all right. Yeah, I completely agree. Good with run. You. Acres Acres fucking took off. You know, yeah. at the end of the season. Yeah, and offensive line I think is where it's at in my yeah. opinion. I completely agree with you. That's actually, it's funny you said that right when you did, because that's where I was, I was kind of talking into that, that same logic. I would Joe, say what do you think? offensive line or uh, a lights out linebacker to have one person on every level of that defense. God, if they had that, they'd be set. Yeah, because if they're going to end up building around defense, which they probably should at this point, you got Jalen back there with a bunch of other guys back there that are really good at that secondary. Uh Floyd Donald on the front. And if you have a linebacker to really solidify that defense, you don't even, the offense really doesn't even need to worry about anything. Cause they'll just always have great field position. Yeah. All right. Playoff matchups, Brendan two games for next week. Who you got? All right. So last week, Joe and I both went two and two, went two and two breeze. Couldn't complete a um, dang pass. This is really going to, uh, this really kind of frustrates me, but I have. Um, I really want Tampa to win that game. Obviously, oh I'm a gosh. fan of the underdog. How I, are you a fan of the underdog? I want. Listen to what I'm saying. I Brady want Tampa. Is an underdog now. I want Tampa in general. <laughs> I'm taking Green Bay. I'm taking Green Bay. Um, I'm. I'm sure you're taking Green Bay too. But I want yes. Tampa to win that game just because. I don't because I don't want to hear it from my buddies, and I know they're going to listen to this and. Yeah, I don't root for your happiness. I'm sorry. <laughs> you didn't root for um, my happiness. So. Who do you have uh, with Buffalo KC? Um, now, that game is all contingent. I was going to say this as a caveat. That game is completely contingent on if Pat Mahomes plays. Patrick, yeah, but sorry. Patrick um, starting. We're, we're assuming Patrick starting, right? Yeah. Patrick starting Kansas City when Patrick's not starting Buffalo wins. That's how I see that game, honestly. I'm going to kind of. Oh, he's going to zig. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna zig. 
Uh, somebody call the call the papers. I'm gonna zig. I got Buffalo in that game. Actually, I Regardless, don't. I think Buffalo definitely has a shot. Boom! Greg's on my side. Regardless, Greg also Regardless. said. Greg also said Notre Dame had a shot against Alabama. As well. You said earlier though, Brennan, that new, uh, Kansas City's defense isn't that great, and they can match them, dude. It could be a shootout. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was thinking going to be a shootout, going to be like a 44. Everybody take the over on this. Pound the over like the movie I watched earlier today. When pound that says over. pound the over, you know, do hammer the under. Folks, it's going to be a defensive <laughs> ball game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you guys ready baby. for this for the State Farm Super Bowl? That's what I want to see, Greg. Greg, Greg took my line. <laughs> I was gonna say we're gonna have a rematch of Super Bowl one. We're gonna have the State Farm Bowl, and Greg stole it from me. Damn you! <laughs> That's a good producer. Um, but yes, no, I want to see Rodgers, Mahomes. Those are probably the two most talented quarterbacks I've ever seen uh, throw the football. Brady, good as far as the cerebral aspect, but have you seen the guy run? <laughs> um so yeah i'd love to see rogers especially with that long did you see him take his helmet off that long hair that mane he's he's trying to yeah. match greg for that mullet swag um but yeah no rogers at this apex that he's at right now i believe 50 touchdowns five interceptions mahomes uh year two i really want to see uh i really want to see that matchup all right beautiful time for the NBA. Brennan. Yes, sir. Did you know there was a trade? There was a huge there trade. There was a big trade. We have been talking about it since the start of the onset of the season. The onset of the season. I don't know why I said eight words to say one thing. Um, and James Harden finally got his wish after a game where in a press conference, he basically said, this situation is done. There's nothing good to take away from any of this in Houston. Did you uh, see how fat he got? Man, I think, alright, I have a theory. This is in the similar vein of my Alex Smith has a robotic leg theory. I think he was wearing a quarterback jacket. Oh, a flak jacket? I think he was wearing a flak jacket to make himself look bigger. Have you seen the pictures of him like one day in Houston yeah, and yeah, then like yeah. two days later he looks 500 pounds slimmer? I think he was wearing a flak jacket, man. <laughs> he might have been doing that old uh, when Charles Barkley didn't want to get drafted. Yeah, by, he didn't yeah. want to get drafted by the Sixers. So he went to Denny's. Eating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's told that story insane. before. Um, what do you think um, overall between okay, Cleveland? Oh, break down the trade. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Break down the bigger names of the trade. So uh, Harden goes to New Orleans. New Orleans. Jesus Christ. Harden goes to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh it's like a four-team trade. Karis Levert ends up going to Indianapolis. Indianapolis? I mean, technically, they're Indianapolis, but they're the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> um, and also, they found a mass on his kidney, so prayers up to Karis Levert. Hope you're good. Um, Oladipo gets shipped to Houston. Jared Allen gets sent to the Cavaliers, which is very confusing because they already had Andre Drummond on the center on their contract. So they're gonna have know. three centers rolling, baby. They're gonna have Kevin Love too, who's just never plays anymore since LeBron left, but still on the team somehow. And he's paying for everybody who Maybe works at somehow the Somehow he has a hundred and fifty million dollar contract. He, I mean, he's paying for everybody to work at the queue, so that's a good thing. That's a I mean the owner's not doing it, but also we don't know about Dan Gilbert's self, so I won't take shots at Dan Gilbert right now. But um yeah. Brandon, what is your outlook after this big trade went down? Massive. Um, 
Obviously, Houston's in a massive rebuild. Uh, massive they've got rebuild. they've got picks for days. They're gonna Ooh. trade all. They're gonna trade all the depot too, because um, he's not gonna resign there. Uh, nah. I think. I think uh, Houston's gonna be better for it in the long run because uh, we talked about it before. Harden stripped that team uh, trying to get all these different players. They had to ship out all sorts of draft picks and capital and everything, so they got a lot of that back. Um, my biggest thing though is. Joe, let me ask you this. If you're it. in a playoff game, game seven, game on the line, Ooh. Harden's your third choice in that lineup, correct? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because Kyrie, when he's on, if he ever decides to come back, if I don't know. If he ever comes know. back on the we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Kevin Durant's obviously the number one go-to, then Kyrie, and then a, like a big gap, and uh, then Harden. I don't know about big gap. Um Basically, he's not your number one option. We saw how yeah. that looked in uh, Houston for many years. But when he was the third option in OKC and they had to go to him at times like they did on their run to the championship where they ended up getting demolished by the Heat, um, he had big games against the Spurs in that Western Conference playoffs. So no, you're right. Yeah. When he doesn't have to carry the load for the duration of 82 games, plus um, he's more reliable late. But always and forever your first option is a seven foot guy who can shoot from 35 feet away yeah from yeah it's uh, always basket. gonna be kevin yeah that's but the guy you go to first i actually agree with you 100 i and that's something i wasn't even thinking about until you brought it up but i think the pressure was too much for it to just all be on his shoulders um and i know they had chris paul and russell westbrook and everything like that but like Clint i think it, Dwight Howard. yeah i think it got to him though i think like these people went there to like a lot of these guys went there to play with him because they were friends and then they ended up, you know, trying Hating to get him. out of there. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it was a lot for him. And I think being in the situation, D'Antoni is Nash's number two there. Yeah. Um, so obviously it doesn't matter. Like, obviously, D'Antoni wanted, you know, yeah, Nash they didn't went have, to him. I don't think they had an issue. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think with Kevin Durant and Kyrie, it's going to I honestly think it's it's going to be great for Harden. I think he's going to blossom in the postseason. I think he's going to do this shit where he is like, oh, look, I'm passing now before I shoot. And hey, look, I'm trying to play defense. I think he's going to do that for a couple of weeks and then he'll get back to like a little bit of the old Harden stuff. But I think in the playoffs, this will really benefit him. Um, but yeah, I, I think, think this will benefit him. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think Houston's in a total rebuild. I don't know what the fuck Cleveland's doing with that. And he animated it. And he animated out all right. I had uh, Karis LeVert as my most improved player in the NBA this year. Yeah, so Karis LeVert's right. one of the most underrated players. I've had him like on my fantasy team the last three years. And that dude balls, man. I still, yeah, that's, yeah. I think underrated. he went to Mississippi State. I don't remember. Every time me and my brother talk about him, I was like, I don't know where he came from. I picked him up one year, and the dude's been balling ever since. Well, and that's the thing, too, is we said before the season when we were reviewing the season, we said that Brooklyn before this trade had a ton of depth yeah, and I, they, they lose some of that depth, now, but, they lost but a lot of depth. I don't know yeah. who their starting center is going for. Cause I mean, yes, Deandre Katie's not going to play it. Katie is not going to play center. Jared Allen was probably the better option at center to me. Um, but yeah, this trade is going to, it's interesting. Um, it also creates the soap opera that I've been waiting for in Brooklyn, Brooklyn Heights. I don't know what we want to call it. Um, Brooklyn fever. Um, Brooklyn. Once upon a time in Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> um, 
but yeah, no, Harden Harden is a he's a key factor. I mean, his first he's played two games now. They won both games. Uh still no Kyrie yet. We'll get to that in just a second, folks. Um, but in both of those games, had over ten uh plus assists, fourteen in the first game. Immediately first game he makes a franchise record. <laughs> that's the most assists the Nets have had, and that's even with them having Jason Kidd at one point. Um and then yeah. tonight he had twelve assists in a two point win. Over the Bucks, so he's a fantastic passer. Um, it's just you know sometimes he doesn't want to pass. He has Most, to commit to it. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, him and Durant playing together before, and that he having a respect for Durant. I think he's willing to defer to someone that is better than him. Um, yeah. And I think Durant is Durant's just fucking awesome, man. Durant's Dude, just great. Durant, Durant had so the quietest forty two when he had that 14 assist night. <laughs> yeah, he's he's something else, man. He he is something else. He is something else. Coming off that injury, we thought we were going to see a lesser version and he is number 2 in scoring this year. Um just behind Bradley Bill whose team has three wins. Um all right, so we've been talking on and off about this for just a couple seconds here. Uh Brendan, is Kyrie in or out this season? Um, so before, time out, before I have to, I have to be apologetic for Kyrie. I was say, yeah, because Kyrie is Kyrie. I will. T- okay, so Kyrie did a lot of crazy things, but just came in. He apparently bought the house of uh, George Floyd, so his family doesn't have to worry about paying the house. So again, he does good things, but he's still not with the team. Yeah, we, Seven games missed now. It's very confusing. We've talked about this before. Um, he does very admirable things. He just, I think, goes about I think he goes about certain professionalism aspects of his life the wrong, I just think he goes about it the wrong way. Um, that's not a shot at him, obviously. If he's if he's like that messed up in his head. I'm not going to, you know, speculate on anything, but if he's that, if he's feeling that sort of way about it, then like we said last week, then don't, you don't come to work. Like don't, don't, he's already, he was fined $50,000. That's, this is the thing that bothers me though, is that you're that tore up about what's happening around you and what's happening in society that you're like, listen, I don't want to focus on basketball right now. That's not what we should be focused on. We should be focused on bigger things. I a hundred percent commend you for that. But then you're going to be taking pictures at a party. His sister's like a, birthday party. I know, but still, like, get you're going to get fined fifty thousand. He got fined fifty thousand dollars by the team. He's going to lose eight hundred thousand dollars in game checks now, and it's. I don't, I don't know because on paper it's it it sounds it's so hard dumb to criticize somebody who's like. Taking taking like an emotional day off. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying for an extended period of time and really not communicating with his team. But at the same time, it's like you have a responsibility to your team. That's what I was so going to say. It's such. That's why I call it the conundrum that is Kyrie. Um, he he makes it difficult to criticize him, even though at it, twenty years ago this is the easiest person to criticize. But now twenty years have, ago he's cut. We have so much context and high. Nah, we saw the doc with how Dennis Rodman was moving. Yeah, um, <laughs> we saw the last dance. How Dennis Rodman was out here just taking but that's days the off thing that to drink like, beer and go to like, Vegas. There's a part of me that wants to say, and not like, not shut up and dribble or anything like that. But there's a part of me that wants to say, like, you can't. Like take everything out of it. You can't let your fucking teammates down. Yeah, it's like you can't let the organization down. It's if you can't 
make both things work at once. You have to choose one or the other. Yeah, I was exactly. about to say in a similar fashion. I don't remember if I brought it up last week, but Maya Moore wanted to dedicate herself to uh, social justice and uh, prison reform. She was at the height of her game and effectively retired or retired yeah, you for brought that up. Two, yeah, it was like two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. She's been retired for two seasons now. She may come back. She may not, but she took the time off to dedicate her time to that because it needed that kind of attention. It needs constant day-to-day attention. Kyrie, if Kyrie wants to do that, then he needs to make that known. If he's going to come back and play, he needs to make that known. He's not, I mean, as far as we know, the, the, the masses, we don't know if he's communicating with the team, what he's telling them. We know he's coming back apparently, allegedly, but again, he missed another game tonight and we have no idea as to when he's returning to the team. Well, and that's the, the, that's the only recourse the team has is they're going to say, we're not going to, we understand what you're doing, but if you don't show up, you're not getting paid. And so I think that's why he was kind of like, Oh, wait a second. He lost Mm. almost a million dollars since the start of the season. So obviously I think he's going to come back. And again, like you said, it's very hard to criticize him as he, I mean, I wouldn't criticize him as a human being. He's difficult, I would say. And I, but like you said, you have to make the decision. You're either in or you're out. And that's why I put this in the quick hits. It's, or excuse me, in the NBA topics. Cause it's you're in or you're out, man. Like if you want to be out, that's fine. Do your thing, but tell us what's yeah. happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's try to do this one quick and easy. I don't know how long we've been going. Uh, we've been having a lot of passionate combos here. Hour um, 15. Yeah, but there's a lot of editing that has to happen. There. Um, so where are we? Eh, let's skip this one because we're not technically one fourth way in the season. Let's go. I know, that's why I said almost. <laughs> let's go. Greg, take us to the quick hits. And you'd be surprised how quick. And- quick. Name hits. Quick hits. All right, folks, this is the quick hits where we have a couple questions. We used to, we like to pepper in, uh, here. I'm going to let Brandon go on for a spree, uh, a Brennan, not Brandon. I said, Brennan. I think I said, Brennan. Brennan. I think I said, Brennan. I hope I said, Brennan. We'll Greg. hear the tape tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> we're going to, I'm going to let Brennan go on a diatribe, uh, because I don't know if you know folks, but Brennan, the biggest Duval fan Duval. in this Zoom and on this Twitch and on this podcast. Uh, he got a new coach, and I'm going to let him tell you about that. Uh, um, all right. So it's, I wanted to do this in the walk-offs, but we had a very special guest, so we could not do this in the walk-offs. Very special. Um, just real quick, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars hire Urban Meyer to be their next head coach. Um, I don't think this is a good hire. Um, I really wanted Wing Martindale out of um, Baltimore, the defensive coordinator, uh, Eric Bieniemy, someone with NFL experience. Uh, real quick, I'm just going to run through a couple of names for you. Don't bring up Pete Carroll because Pete Carroll had coached in the NFL <laughs> a few times before he went to USC. Everyone keeps going, what about Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll had NFL experience. Jimmy Johnson was the most successful uh, college coach to come to the NFL. That was what I had. <laughs> with no NFL experience. A um, couple other names. Dennis Erickson won two national championships for Joe's Miami Hurricanes, uh, went eight and eight in Seattle, and then was fired the very next year. Uh, Bud Wilkerson, Hall of Fame coach for Oklahoma, came out of retirement and he went six and 10 and then started three and 10 and was fired. Lou Holtz, hired in 1976, three and 10 his first season, resigned. Um, 
The NFL is full oh, of. Come on. I thought you were going to give me a Steve Spurrier, Butch Davis. Steve I was Spurrier, for a Nick Saban, <laughs> Butch Davis. Um, I was just going off some so of the. Wait, the do, uh, I'll ask Greg because Greg is the Texan. Where do we put um, Barry, Barry Switzer? Switzer? Yeah, I was going to say, where do we do with Barry <laughs> Switzer? Because those are he Jimmy's won, players. He won Jimmy Johnson's last Super Bowl. Okay. Yes, right. Thank you. Right. Okay. We're all in agreement on okay. that then as well. Just making sure. <laughs> Chip Kelly, who was going to revamp the NFL's offense. Revolutionize off the game. Yeah, in three thank years you. Not revamp, revolutionize. Yeah, talk to you later. I'm incredibly worried. Now, Urban Meyer is a very CEO type. He's not um, a hands-on micromanager. He he knows how to put good people around him. That's why he's always been so successful. Except that Smith but, guy that was beating his wife. Yeah, but, I mean, he's still a good coach. Uh, but uh, <laughs> he... Um, Urban Meyer, not Smith. I want to no, make that yes, distinction. No, yes, Urban Meyer was not <laughs> doing that. Um, I think he's going to try and put good people around him. You know, he brought in Charlie Strong. He's talking to a couple other people, um, high-ranking coaches. But again, I think... I get nervous with his health issues. I get nervous with the fact he's never, ever coached in the NFL. Um, and also, he does not have a track record of putting guys in the NFL like a Nick Saban does, like LSU does, like Oklahoma does, like Wisconsin does for linebackers. At, I'd say at every position except quarterback, there's a lot of... Uh Great surrounding players that were. From I would say Florida defensively, and Ohio that, State. Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree with that, but I wouldn't say they were out. I mean, basically, what I'm trying to say is, I, do, I don't love the hire. The when we when this first happened, I was blowing you guys up like this is fucking ridiculous. I know. Now I've had time to think about it. You know, Urban Meyer came into the restaurant the other day. Seems like a well put together guy. Uh, but uh, I did not mention the podcast to him because I we were told not to even approach him uh so who serves him the manager no 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 another server served him but we were told i guess the security detail called him like no one is to approach him no one's to talk to him no one's to touch him blah 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 but anyway i don't even know if i want that on the record uh but (laughs) nobody knows on the record now (laughs) so uh actually look it's not like uh it's not like uh uh what's the taylor kid's name again taylor the offensive lineman? Jawan Taylor. It's not like Jawan Taylor's going to listen no, to I didn't. Him. I, yeah, I didn't go up to him at all. But anyway, I just, I'm not a huge fan of the hire. I've had time to sit with it. I'm more optimistic now than I was uh, a week ago or f- four days ago, whatever it was. But I still, I'm not a huge fan. The only thing I will say um, as a positive, because you, you did all the negative stuff. The only positive I will say is um, there was a clip that came out a couple months ago where Urban Meyer said that player, all players are good players. It's kind of to what you say, Brennan. All the players are pretty much just about the same. It really falls down to coaching. You you can't blame the players. You have to blame yourself. You have to blame your staff. You have to put the players in the best position to play. And if he's going to have that accountability in the pros as well, um, I think he'll have a – better relationship with his players than some college coaches have when they come up and try to treat them like children when they're getting paid triple what they're getting paid. Um, So if that's his starting point, he has a good basis. Well, and he listens to the podcast, obviously. He took my walk-off idea. Avi. Um, So, Brennan, uh, you had a question for me. Yeah, I was curious with Zion going off and then Luca going off in the last week. um, This kind of sparked an interesting idea in my head, who would you take right now um, to build a team around, not just the one player, but to the, to build a team around 
with let's say five years or less experience in the NBA right now today? Who who you got? Uh, no brainer. I've been saying this kid's name since before he got drafted. Um, Jason Tatum. God damn, I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Jason Tatum is such a complete package, and he plays, to me, one of the most pivotal positions now in the NBA, which is the small forward, um, because you're in that middle of the team where you can, if you're able to play up, you're able to play down, you're versatile, that expands your game. Uh, He has a three-point shot. He grew two inches um, since he got drafted, so now he's 6'10". He has a shot that it got better in the NBA than it ever was in college. Um, and he's figured out the game um, to play it th- that best suits his skill set. When he was with Kyrie and RIP Kobe, um, under Kobe's tutelage, they had him taking a lot of bad mid-range shots. Now he's more drive to the basket or shoot the three, um, hitting the highest percentage shots. Uh, he's, he's probably one of the smartest kids in the NBA to me right now. His defense is on point. I love his game. He reminded me a lot of a young Carmelo coming in, and I oh, think wow. that's also why I gravitated to him. But he's also committed to defense and uh, understands his limitations. So that's who I would go with. Okay, good. I like that. It would go with you going with Luca. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Priyatna. Of course, I'm going Luca Doncic. Okay, All right. Beautiful. All right, folks. We are uh, foregoing the walk offs because I was able to secure a big get. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the director of groupers. Anderson Cohen, sorry, Anderson Cowan. Oh, Jesus Christ almighty. <laughs> Jesus. I'm great. How are you guys doing? How's Classic. Good, I can't. We're I, good, good, good. Fantastic. All right, good. Good, good. Good to see y'all. Y'all, you're all, you're all looking good. Uh, I, I like how yes. I like how we have step and repeats. Good. We have actual like uh, uh, good backdrops on two of the, the hosts, and then we just get to see uh, my garage and and Joe's bedroom. Fantastic, my room. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how we move. Uh, low budge. Um, so, first question <laughs> I got for you is um, with the way that obviously the world came to uh, a full stop last year. How did you feel about the Penguins and their playoff push, which wasn't much of a push? Yeah, it was uh, really sad and pathetic. Uh, you know, I was looking forward to uh, hockey for the longest time. And uh, as, as so many people were just waiting for sports, we couldn't even imagine what it would be like again if uh, sports came back. And then uh, my team comes back and and it's four four games, all of which were awful, including the one that they won. And so they won one, lost three. And uh, <laughs> it was it was not fun at all. And I was so bitter. I didn't really even watch the rest of the playoffs. Uh like I, I was a little bitch about it, and uh, uh, I heard they were good. <laughs> I heard they were good. Yeah, it was a really good playoffs, actually. Mm. So I've heard. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an all hockey guy. Like it's funny because I was born and raised in Southern California, but uh, uh, it was like the late '80s when uh, I started watching hockey, and I realized that all other sports were boring. They're very dull. <laughs> <laughs> I strongly disagree with that fact, but okay. All right, all right. Well, hockey does have a constant. It's it's con- you're constantly moving, and then the, the the three periods like there's no stoppage of play. You know, it's it's very much a blend of soccer and yeah, basketball. I don't know some yeah basketball. It's it's. I wanted to ask right. you. It's fast motion soccer. It's soccer like over uh, undercrank so- soccer to use a film term. 
on skates. Yeah, on skates. Yeah, I wanted with to white ask grass. you because um, I know you're a contrarian and mm. um, you have that kind of reputation. So, um, are you more excited or less excited that they have uh, legislated out uh, goons and fighting and a lot of that kind of stuff? Is that something you wanted to see growing up, watching the fights? Were you always like, "Oh, that's stupid"? Or Look, I mean, that's is that no, something that no. You miss in hockey. I never, I never thought it was stupid. Uh, I, I always uh, enjoyed it, and I appreciated the fact that they police themselves and like you had to be honest out there if you were uh, a bit of a scrub. And the only way you could stay in the uh, in the game was to like you know try and break the leg of the other team's top scorer and you're not going to do that if there's a giant goon on the other team who's going to you know pummel you so i i did like that all right here here's another uh example of why hockey rules all right there's no other sport that i that i know of where blood comes into the rule book like there you gotta if, if you get a high sticking call uh the ref comes over to check and see if there's any blood on your face if you have blood on your face it's a four minute penalty if there's no blood it's a two minute penalty that's literally in the rule book and that's pretty sweet like there's no other blood rule in any other sport um um, but no, I, I, the game changed. Well, it pissed me off because Disney came into the league right, right back in the, the, nineties, uh, because of their success of the mighty ducks franchise. And that's when fighting kind of started to get edged out. But also at the same time, this, the team, uh, the, the, the whole league started to change and the way that the game was played started to evolve and slow lumbering goons didn't really have a place anymore. They couldn't keep up. So you couldn't even hide them on the fourth line. So I get it. Uh, I don't know how much of it was a mandate and how much of it was just the evolution of the game. I think it was a combination of the, of the two. Okay. I don't think they've, I mean, there's fewer fights, but there's still the aggression. They're still punching each other and, you know, face wipes. I mean, they're always fucking with each other and it's still aggressive and fun to watch. They're just yeah. not official fights. Anymore. Yeah, was, and I also think- everybody's wearing, everybody's wearing visors. And so it's foolish to start punching somebody when you're punching hard plastic, and yeah. you're just ripping up your hands anyway. You weren't at some of the football practices that I was at. <laughs> I mean, any f- football practice in South Florida. But I think just the like designated position of goon is kind of like, if you can't really contribute, it's kind of like a lost art at this point. Yeah. I mean, they don't have a guy but, um, out there that can barely skate. And and can only fight. I mean that that's and you know it was kind of I didn't really like the whole like oh look they're they're facing off as sun or ice and it's like this is what the crowd came to see like I never liked that. But if your team's losing by three goals and you need some kind of momentum change shift and even if it's a guy that goes out there who the team loves and he knows he's going to get his ass kicked but he picks a fight with the other team <laughs> just to switch the momentum that still happens sometimes and I love that and I and I think there's a place for that as well. Yeah, sometimes it's the captains that'll go out. And like I saw Stamkos do it a few years ago when I was following Tampa Bay. My roommate was obsessed with them, so we watched every single game. And I remember one game they were down; it was like five nothing, and so Stamkos started a fight. And I was like, "That guy, he's the cap. Like he's a first round pick, the captain. Like he can't fight. Yeah, you don't and want him throwing like, punches because no, he could like break his hand yeah, and he'd be screwed. But that wakes up the entire team. Yeah. Um, so speaking of fights and uh, rivalries and stuff, with uh, by the way, your Flyers beat your ass twice early. Yeah, I, um, I'd say to the Penguins, I played them five on five for both games. But I know you didn't watch, so uh, you you can't weigh in here, Joe. <laughs> well, you know, I actually, for some reason, all three Pins games have been televised in Colorado. The first one was on NBC. Another one was on NHL Network. Yeah. And then yesterday's was on uh, on uh, network television. Yeah, NBC. So I've watched a lot of them this season. And you're right, especially the first game against Philly. It was neck and neck. And then it just kind of got out of the 
got out of their hands their, later on. Their but. mistakes got exploited pretty good there. But yeah, Philly's a really good team. I heard an expert yeah. on NHL Network suggesting they're not going to make the playoffs, and I think that's just silly. I, I think they're a really good team, and that 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 their new goaltender Hart. Uh, you know, if you're going to have a good goaltender in Philly, now's the perfect time because it's always the fans that uh, scare off the goaltenders in Philadelphia. They're so hard on the goaltenders <laughs> and there's no fans there right now to scare. You got Gritty up there and the, the rafters. That's all you got. Yeah, Gritty. Shout out to Gritty. I was going to say, with the the way the divisions are set up this year, do you foresee more uh, chippiness, more aggression between some of these teams that you're going to be having like seven, eight game series with constantly day after day? Yeah, I think familiarity breeds uh, contempt for sure. Uh, this isn't the first time, though. I mean, they keep talking about that. And no one has mentioned the fact that like uh, there's a different format, I'd say about 10, 15 years ago now, where I remember the Penguins played the Flyers eight times. And they played the Rangers eight times. They played everyone in the division eight times. I remember they pretty sure they beat the Flyers all eight games. Uh, it was when the Flyers were bottom basement and uh, the Penguins were really clicking with Crosby and Malkin. Uh, but yeah, that was when they didn't travel. They didn't go to every arena that year. I forget what the, the reasoning was. But yeah, familiarity, uh, you know, the more you get to know someone, the more you hate them, especially if they're trying to knock you off your skates. Right. So uh, but I, I think that the, the networks definitely play it up more than they need to just to, you know, mm. get viewership going. But yeah, I like the format. Um, I like not having to worry about, you know, what's going on in, with Carolina, you know, to, as far as uh, playoff standings go. I like, <laughs> I like it's just simple for the top four teams in each uh, division uh, get in. And it, and when, when I, I, I'd like to see them keep it when the, the Kraken come in to uh, the league uh, next year, uh, having 32 teams, you know, eight, eight teams. And, and, and I don't, they're not going to do it because of the all Canadian uh, division, but that would be pretty cool. It'd be easy for math and it'd be a lot easier to explain to, you know, novice hockey fans. Cause uh, it's hard enough trying to explain offsides to novice hockey fans, let alone like the, uh, the, the math uh, gymnastics uh, that you need to do. To, to figure I still don't understand icing. Icing is just, if it goes all over all three <laughs> oh, lines, come on. <laughs> It's that simple. Because if if there was no icing, then the other team, if you're winning, you would just constantly in the entire game shoot it the length of the ice, right? Just get it out of your zone and shoot it all the way down. And it would be boring boring as can be. Yeah. What I don't like Mm -hmm. about the way the divisions are this year is you're not going to see some of the best players play some of the other best players. You know, it's just going to be the same teams playing. And they're not going to meet each other in the playoffs unless they make it to the finals. So... It's uh, it's disappointing that way. I'm not going to see you know my odds-on favorites to win Stanley Cup Avalanche play the <laughs> the Penguins or anybody over there in the East. Or any Canadian yeah, teams. I, I've weird. seen so, so little Nate sad. McKinnon. Like I know Nate McKinnon's you know one of the studs in the league, but I've barely seen him do anything. Just being a, an Eastern fan, you know. Mm. But yeah, you're right. right. It's, it's always nice to have those matchups. I love I love watching you know Crosby against McKinnon, um, McKinnon and, uh, and McDavid, and uh, yeah, it sucks. But it's one year. What are you gonna do? At least it was yeah. hockey, right? Yeah, I mean it's the way it is today <laughs> for sure. Um, I was gonna say, are you willing to finally put it on wax because you've never said it aloud that Mike said that you guys should put the money on the Penguins before you eventually did put the money on the Penguins? Can we get that? officially stated on this podcast. I mean, I don't remember that. I think that's insane, but he swears to it. And people like you, Joe, uh, have suggested that that it's true. So maybe (laughs) just offhandedly, he's like, yeah, why don't we just put all the money on the Penguins, not knowing uh, a goddamn thing about the Penguins? I took a look look at the odds. Was it it on uh, the air? 
It was on the air. Apparently, oh, it was well. during the show. Listen, but I, I, I remember every six months he listens to every episode. <laughs> I remember um, making, you know, saying thirty to one is crazy uh, for this team. They're not, you know, a cup. Uh, they're not the 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 odds on favorite by any means, but 30 to one is it's a, it's a, it's a good long shot bet. So, uh, McAllister, uh, got a, got a phone call from me or an email or a text or all three. And I'm like, let's, let's do a hundred bucks on the, uh, <laughs> he was offering up $400 bet, a $400, I think a $400 bet. And I said, let's put a hundred bucks on the penguins. It wasn't like Mike said, we should put a hundred dollars on that Pittsburgh penguins hockey team. No, Hmm. <laughs> but I don't, I don't, no, I don't Mike care. Said it I like don't months care. in advance. <laughs> Mike said it like months in advance. <laughs> But yeah, no, I just but it wasn't because it was a smart bet. Okay, fine. I, no, I, no, if, it wasn't because if I had it was a to smart bet. bet, it was simply because it was simply because if I had that to bet, you were a Penguins fan and he was like, let's just put the money there and be done with it so we can move on, right? If, uh, yeah. if I had to bet, I would bet, yeah, I think that that's probably factual. Yes. Okay. Joe, okay. Joe is our version of Giovanni, so <laughs> you can't doubt anything he says. Every show's got to have a Giovanni. <laughs> It was weird because I thought that was me, and then I met Joe, and I was like, "Oh, you! Oh, wow!" <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, there's some people out there that, that uh, listen too much. <laughs> mm, must be nice. Must well, be nice. Well. <laughs> Is he even listening? Maybe. It threw me off my game. Uh, Freddie, what you happened? Got a I think I missed something. Um, I was just wondering if you think Crosby is getting up there. Can you hear no, me? No, we were just laughing. You're back. Do you think Crosby's getting too old to keep playing the style that he plays that uh, really loose, super athletic, fly down the uh, ice kind of thing? Uh, no, the beauty of Crosby. Too. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I, I I don't think that has to do with his style of play. Like if you look at a guy like Ovechkin, he uses his body as like a human torpedo every game. Uh, a little less so now, but I, yeah. I think that there, <laughs> there could be a case to be made for for Ovechkin. But Crosby is such a like a smart hockey player. He always has been. He's never been the fastest guy or have the hardest shot. Uh, he's just the hardest worker, and he thinks the game um, so much better than most players on the ice. And he, every every off season, he adds uh, a new. Uh, a tool to his kit. Like uh, he had something to the arsenal and uh, he's really smart about it. And he, he knows what his limitations are. So he does something else better than other players can. And he just works his ass. Uh, and I'm the first to admit that if Crosby played for anyone other than penguins, I would absolutely despise this, this boy scout of a hockey player, <laughs> but uh, he plays, yeah, for, he's plays very, for my penguins. Yeah, boy and, scout. I thought it was going to be, I thought the Penguins were going to get Ovechkin because they were by far the worst uh, a team in the league, uh, 2003, 2004. That was the league. That was the, the season they wiped out. The, the year before that, 2002, 2003, they were the worst team. I was out of town and there was a time difference where I was. And I, I, I remember waking up early, finding an internet cafe to find out how the uh, draft lottery went because I wanted Ovechkin so bad for the Penguins. And I was so pissed to see the, <laughs> the Capitals got him. And I'll never forget that. It was one of my, my least favorite moments of my life. But no, I don't think yeah, I, I, mean, I think Crosby 2020, you got two Stanley Cups out of that. Two or three. Yeah. 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 Two or well, three, three, two back to back. And then uh, two. 2008, 2009. Yeah, okay. That's what I was but I would rather have Crosby Malkin any day than uh, Ovechkin Backstrom. But I love Ovechkin. I really do. And it was really nice to see him raise the cup. 
Hard for me to say. I I hate to do, but uh, it's hard not to appreciate what he does. Yeah. You hate Ovechkin, Ovi? I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, wow. I can't stand the dude. But yeah. he's he's very. very I, good. I hear Nicholas uh, Backstrom. <laughs> I hear Backstrom hates him too. I, I've heard that that uh, he just can't stand him and stays away from yeah. him off the ice. I've heard that a few times. Eh. Mm. Mm. Sorry, know. my connection is so shit, guys. The more Sorry. you know. Nah, it's fine. Um, uh, we're getting it. If okay, so. You love hockey. You're getting uh, Addy into hockey. If there was one team that you would hate for him to go to, he's not getting drafted <laughs> by the Pittsburgh Penguins. What team would you despise if he got drafted by? The Flyers. I mean, the Flyers. You wouldn't even buy the jersey. So quick. Oh, I'd buy the jersey. I'd become a giant. And that's another oh, thing. Okay. Like, like I would be the, the 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 worst, biggest flyer fan, and I and a large part of me is so envious of them and the Raiders. You know what I mean? Because they're like so anti-establishment, <laughs> and they're so more like you know uh, cut from the same cloth as I am. But I also have learned to hate them, and I I hated Hitchcock, and I hated Darian Hatcher, and I hated Hextall. I mean, I hated. Oh uh, yeah, I mean. One of my favorite Flyers moments was when their uh, GM, uh, who, who's uh, Bobby Clark, mispronounced uh, their first overall Giroux. I think he mispronounced Giroux when when he uh, made the, the selection, and it was great. It was so funny. Uh, but no, yeah, Flyers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you'd still buy the jersey, so you're a good father. But, That's all I wanted to figure out. Oh, I'd be I'd become a Flyer fan for sure. I'd, I'd instantly become okay. a Flyer fan. Yes, of course. Yeah. Especially when they wear their all black jerseys, those uh, their all black uh, uniforms are so sweet. I love those things. Yeah, they have one of the best logos in the league to me, as well as the Pittsburgh Penguins. But I what love is that, a flyer? What is a flyer? P. No one needs to know. Mm. <laughs> I mean, what is a gritty? Uh, yeah. What's a red? What's a what's a Red Wing? I know what the Habs are. The, yeah. the Habs are literally Canadian farmers. <laughs> That's what the Habs are. Wait, yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, there's a whole history behind their name. There used to be two teams in Montreal and one team were the Habs and the other ones were the, the rich people yeah. team and the Habs are still around. The Habs were like the people's team. Uh, I can ex- the Habs and the Habs yeah. nuts. I can explain to you why the NHL is super, uh, superior uh, sports league to the other three big sports we leagues. Don't, we don't, we don't want to get into I can explain that. it to you. We don't want to you. get okay. We don't want to get I mean, if that. he's going to explain it, let him, let him explain I'm, it. Let I mean, the man explain it. Explain he was kind yourself. enough to come on the show. You know, go ahead, Anderson. I concede the floor. I was a big football fan, uh, Steelers, but then I hated Bubby Brister, so uh, I, I broke my dad's heart and uh, became a, a Buffalo Bills fan. And I wasn't sure why I loved the Bills so much at the time, but it was because of the running gun, uh, shotgun uh, offense. And uh, like they didn't have huddles, if you remember that, in the early 90s uh, uh, with Jim Kelly. Oh, I love that team. And they were so much fun to watch. And then, you know, they lost all four of their Super Bowls consecutively, broke my heart four years in a row, and it was really sad. Poor Buffalo. Poor, poor Buffalo. But then, um, you know, I continued to watch football. And I was in like uh, suicide leagues. And uh, I remember I was in Vegas and I thought it was gonna be the greatest thing ever because I got a little ADD and I was watching five games at once. I had a five team parlay going on and I'm like, this is gonna be glorious. And I was in the sports book and I'm like, this is gonna be awesome. And I can't tell you guys how many times I was sitting there looking at all five TVs going, (laughs) there's nothing happening on all any of them. Like this one's like someone threw a red flag. So they're looking at that the replay for 30 minutes. There's like a Taco Bell commercial here there. They've been in the huddle forever. There's just so much dead space, so much dead time. Look who's calling. Who's that? Yeah. Mike Rano. Mike Rano. Um, um, so 
that's when I, that was when I had an epiphany. I'm like, Oh my God, the NFL is like, it's like an eight minute game that is just stretched yeah. out for three hours. So, okay. Uh, it's like 12 and a half. They've actually I tracked say, it. 12 and a half. I will say before you go on yeah. to the other sports, red zone is probably the best invention for you to discover. Right. I know. I know. I know of red zone, but I mean, they, they can't survive on that for me. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, we have this over here where we just show the good stuff. Speaking of only the good stuff, uh, the NBA, I, I was a yep, giant, giant fan of the NBA <laughs> growing up. Uh, and, uh, it, it got worse. It didn't used to be this bad back in the short shorts days. It wasn't that bad. It was pretty competitive throughout the entire game. But, uh, for the last 15 years, I mean, it doesn't matter what happens until the last five minutes. It does not matter. Those swings yeah. are meaningless until the last five minutes. And then the problem with basketball is the most exciting part of the game is when everyone starts to foul. I mean, you have to, cause that's good. Uh, 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 what's the strategy? strategy thank you. Uh, so it just becomes a crawl. It's just like the, the, the climax of the game is dudes taking free throws. Fuck that. Uh, and then baseball, baseball is the perfect summertime MLB, perfect summertime background game, have a beer, maybe grilling, you know, you don't have to pay attention because it's so slow and it's so such a nice game. I love George Carlin's take on baseball. It's fantastic. However, the league is broken uh, because of uh, teams like my Pittsburgh Pirates, who, uh, you know, collectively, the entire team doesn't make as much as, as Jeter. Yes, I'm, I'm dating myself, but I haven't watched since A-Rod and Jeter days because it's a fucking broken league. It's broken. Jeter's only making five mil a year as the president of operations for the Marlins. Jeez, you guys need to bump your payroll. That was another epiphany. I think he's talking about Jeter back in the day. I, I know, that was another I epiphany. Like, and and the announcer said it with glee. He's like, "Oh, look at this! Uh, a Rod coming to the plate. He makes more than the entire Pittsburgh Pirates uh, roster." And I'm like, "How is that a good thing? Don't you see a problem with that?" Yeah. Well, I mean. Uh, Baseball comes down to a lot of strategy, like the Marlins and the Marlins, sorry, uh, the Rays had like a tenth of the Dodgers payroll and they were in the World Series together. So, yeah, I mean, there's anomalies here and there, but I agree with you on that, Anderson. This is something Joe and I have actually talked about, about how there should be no salary cap and all this kind of stuff in other sports. Yeah, there should be no salary cap in any sports, but there should be a salary floor. (laughs) This capitalistic pig. You have to spend a minimum. (laughs) You have to spend a minimum. That's the problem with baseball. Yeah, that is a big problem with baseball. We all saw Moneyball. Yeah, what happened with with the Pirates is they have a horrible, horrible owner. They've had a string of terrible owners, and they know that people are going to show up to the beautiful park regardless. So all they do is just put a team quote unquote team on the, the field and they don't care if again, like it got to the point where it's like, Oh look, I like this guy. He's a good player. Uh, I wonder when God. he's going to play for the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trust me. The Marlins for a long time felt like the Yankees, uh, minor league team. The Marlins, but I mean, when they had Bania farm system, when they had Bania and they, and they won the world series, I mean, the next year they couldn't afford anybody. They, 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 you know, the entire team disbanded because they couldn't afford champions. Like literally they couldn't, they became champions and all of a sudden they can't afford them. Not one time, but two times. Also, the Miguel Cabrera year, we had to get rid of Miguel Cabrera. Send him to the Tigers. Heartbreaking. <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of parody in the NFL, and there's a lot of parody in the NHL. That's where they uh, those two leagues have it have it figured out pretty good. NBA is just a joke because there's only five players that are on the court at any one time. So it's real easy to uh, go from the basement to champions like the Lakers just did. And especially when you get these fucking pile on teams, uh, it's it's just it. College hoop different. But uh, that's another problem with the the NBA. College hoop is terrible. NBA is (laughs) so much better. But 
We can argue about that another day. Right. Um, I believe you had a hard out, sir. I do. We kind of got you over that hard out. Um, yeah. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll do this Thanks again lot, sometime when we get deeper into the Thanks season. Anything on, you want to say on your way out? Yeah, man. You can come and visit uh, on some of the other shows. You know, go watch Hamilton. You could be a guest on there. I show. saw Hamilton. Yeah, you've seen that. You've seen that. <laughs> I really like. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Weird Al Yankovic's uh, versions that. of the Hamilton songs are uh, are fun. They play them on Kids Place Live all the time <laughs> on Sirius, which I, I listen to with the boy. Hey, I hope I didn't come off as a uh, as an angry uh, 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 cunt. Uh, it's just I, I I was I was stressed about time and um, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 bad connection has me all stressed out. So I'm like uh, business mode. So apologies, guys. Apologies. Good to see all no. your smiling You're faces. Good. No, this no worries, was fun, right? beauty, man. This was fun. All right, cool. We appreciate you being here, man. Thanks, guys. Yeah, just don't forget to promote us tomorrow. Oh, I won't do that. <laughs> no. Oh, I, <laughs> you, got, you got to be sure to listen to the, uh, if you like to, if you like my uh, angry stylings, uh, you can hear more of me on the Film Vault and the After Disaster. Now, Oh, you guys were going to let me get away with not saying that. And then you'd be able to say, I said, do you want to plug anything? <laughs> what did I say? I said, no, you said, no, I'm good. I got, I'm running out of time. I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> got Mike call. I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting text. All right, guys. Uh, one love. Well, thanks, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, all Solid. Right. Let's get the press conference. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. <laughs> All right, Brennan, do you got anything you want to plug this week, bud? Yes, I do. So um, I am Brennan Tassif. I'm also a comedian. <laughs> uh, BrennanTComedy.com. I have upcoming dates. Um, I have a drag show on the 29th of, excuse me, the 20, 29th. Yeah, or no, 22nd of this month. God is, damn it. I know you're in Florida, but is that where yeah. you drag somebody by their collar? What is that pertain? No, no, no. It's comedians in drag doing comedy. Anna Lepoli, uh, PhD Anna Lepoli is the one who uh, promotes uh, or runs the show. Anyway, uh, all my dates are on my website, brennantcomedy.com. Follow me on all social media, Brennan T Comedy. Also, check out my other podcast, Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. I have uh, people on there. Got his mic. Uh, Got his, I'm just kidding. I have people on there uh, and we talk about uh, drinking stories, getting in trouble stories, drug stories. I'm sober now for three years, so I like to go over some of that stuff. And we just talk a lot of shit like comedy. I've had Joe on there talk about his new album, TV by Headphone Joe. No, I think no we said e one thing about the album. In the phone. <laughs> uh, no, I made sure to mention a few times. Oh. I have uh, um, musicians on there, I uh, comics, podcasters, all sorts of people. So check it out. It's a lot of fun. Solid. Greg, anything to promote, bud? I uh, just listened to uh, the rest of the shows on the Anulo Network and uh, uh, go to twitch.tv slash Anulo pod and watch us record this live every Monday night and we'll record a new low on Wednesday nights and just come by and see what we look like. It's a good time. Yeah, I have a beautiful face and luscious hair. Um, you can follow me on tweet, tweet TV. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville. You can check out my hip hop album TV by headphone. Joe shout out to Anderson Cowan, director of groupers for joining us. Also, uh, check out his pod, all eight of his podcasts. Um, <laughs> just go to his website. If it's up, I don't know if it's up yet. After disaster is the one that, uh, really brought us all together. Also the film vault. I got a movie to make, which is under the cinema flick, cinema, cinematics, cinematics umbrella. Um, so yeah. Uh, good guy. Uh, he knows I love him and he loves me. We have a bit of a love fest. All right, Brennan, take us out of here. 
This is why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out, Urban Meyer. What's up, man? I was about to say we're getting a shout out. <laughs> I, I thought of it on the spot. God damn it, I didn't want that to be my shout out. <laughs>